Hey listeners, this is Ben, the Amateur Exegete, and you're listening to episode 10 of Bible Study for Amateurs. Today's episode is, Is the Synoptic's Three Hours of Darkness a Solar Eclipse? Martin Kaler, a German theologian of the 19th and early 20th centuries, in his book, The So-Called Historical Jesus and the Historic Biblical Christ, referred to the canonical Gospels as passion narratives with extended introductions. He said it in a footnote, the place where, for many readers, information waits to be ignored, observing that the emphasis in the Gospels is squarely upon the end of Jesus' life rather than upon the rest of it. Kayla wrote, Mark chapter 8 verse 27 to chapter 9 verse 13, the group of events from Peter's confession at Caesarea Philippi to the transfiguration on the mountain, shows clearly where the emphasis lies for the narrator. By the seventh chapter, John is up to Jesus' last day in Judea. If one subtracts from Matthew the infancy narratives and the three collections of sayings, seven chapters in all, then the situation is the same as in Mark. The amount of material the evangelists devote to the demise of Jesus of Nazareth speaks to the truth of Kaler's observation. And it is within that material one finds all sorts of interesting details. One that stands out in the Gospel of Mark can be found in Mark chapter 15, verse 33. When it was noon, darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. What caused the darkness? One of Mark's earliest interpreters, the author of the Gospel of Luke, describes it in Luke chapter 23, verse 45, with the words, To Helio Eclepantas. Now, even if you're not familiar with Greek, the participle Eclepantas should at least sound familiar to you. Here it is a third time. Eclepantas. What English word does that sound like? Eclipse, right? In volume two of the death of the Messiah, the late Raymond Brown writes, It is not implausible that having read about darkness at noon in Mark, Luke associated it with a well-known eclipse of the general period in which Jesus died, and made the latter the cause of the former. But if this is what Luke intended, did he get it right? Could a solar eclipse explain the three hours of darkness described in the Synoptic Gospels? The answer to that question is simple. Nope. Here are three reasons why I say that. First, 
When the NRSV says in Mark chapter 15 verse 33 that there was darkness over the whole land, it is rendering the Greek construction holain tain gain. Joel Marcus in his commentary on the Gospel of Mark renders holain tain gain with the words the whole earth, drawing upon the work of Robert Gundry, who noted that in the Septuagint and the New Testament, the phrase hole he gay and the similar pasa he gay ordinarily mean the whole earth, unless modified with a genitive. Marcus goes on to write that in the Markan Gospel, if the word gay is not used to refer to either soil or the seashore, then it always means the earth as opposed to the heavens, never a particular country. But this is a problem if the darkness is intended to be viewed as the result of a solar eclipse. Marcus writes, a solar eclipse would not cover the entire earth, only a narrow band of it. Second, the synoptic's solar eclipse lasts for three hours from roughly noon to 3 p.m. But a total solar eclipse, when sunlight has dimmed to its lowest amount, lasts but a few minutes. Third, and this is really the nail in the coffin, all four Gospels connect Jesus' death to the Passover. Per Leviticus chapter 23, verse 5, the Passover was to be celebrated in the middle of the first month of the year. The Jewish calendar, however, was not solar, but lunar, and each month began with a new moon. Therefore, by the middle of the month, the phase of the moon would be full. But solar eclipses happen only during a new moon, and therefore there could not have been a solar eclipse when Jesus died. So, if we can effectively rule out a solar eclipse as the explanation for the synoptic evangelist's three hours of darkness at Jesus' death, how do we explain it? Did it even really happen? Is there perhaps more to the darkness than a mere natural phenomenon? Those are questions for perhaps a different episode. That's all the time we have for this week. I'll be taking a break for the holiday season and will return with more episodes in January of next year. Until then, remember, in the words of Richard Elliot Friedman, one does not need to deny what is troubling about the Bible in order to pay respect to what is heartening. See ya.